Thanks, guys. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be speaking to you all this morning. Um, yes, this is a Christmas message. I know that some of us are very much team. Christmas is in December. For my family, it's the 11th of December onwards is when you're allowed your Christmas decorations. But I can see that at least the Pattersons disagree with that, as I think they are currently decorating their Christmas tree. Um, don't worry, this is a pre-Christmas Christmas message. It's not going to be too Christmassy, but there is a little bit of a theme. Um, so hopefully, even if you are team, it's not Christmas yet, you will still enjoy this message. Um, as mentioned, I'm going to be speaking from Luke, I'm actually talking about uh, Simeon and Anna. And this is from when Jesus is six weeks old. So it's kind of post-traditional Christmas nativity message, but pre-Jesus being an adult. And um, so kind of hence the not quite a Christmas message theme. Um, I will be reading from the Bible in just a second, but just to give you a little bit of context, uh, like I said, Jesus is six weeks old in this story. Um, so we've had um, obviously all the miraculous um, goings on around Jesus's birth. The shepherds have been um, to visit Mary and Joseph. And now Mary and Joseph are taking Jesus to the temple to uh, basically give a sacrifice and fulfill a kind of cultural obligation. This is a tradition. Uh, that would have been expected of any parents. Uh, it's not a particularly um, significant occasion for the fact that it's Jesus. Obviously, I'm sure for Mary and Joseph, super special, taking their first child to be um, to the temple at six weeks old. But we are going to read it from Luke uh, chapter 2, verses 25 to 38. I will just give you a second to find them, although I hope they're appearing on the screen. Um, it's a slightly longer... Uh, bit of scripture so please do try and follow along um, as I said I'll be reading off the screen so uh, hopefully you found it if you were looking it up for yourselves um, okay so now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ and he came in the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband for seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. OK, like I said, it was a slightly, slightly longer passage. Um, but essentially, Mary and Joseph have taken Jesus to the temple. Now, they knew that Jesus was special. They obviously were very aware of the miraculous circumstances of his birth. They'd been visited by angels. 
and they knew that other people knew they'd had the shepherds come um you know after their tidings of good news from the angel so mary and joseph knew that jesus was not just an ordinary six-week-old child but as far as we know they weren't expecting anything significant to happen at the temple i don't think they walked in shouting about um, how special their baby boy was and that he was um the saviour, that he was the salvation, that he was the Christ. But there are these two people here who, if you read the passage carefully, it makes it sound like they just happened to be there at that time. It wasn't a necessarily a given that um, either Simeon or Anna would be in the temple or in that particular room at that time. They both seem to have been guided there by the Spirit. And they're both incredibly uh, righteous people. We don't know that much about them other than this passage. Uh, the name Simeon appears elsewhere, but we uh, think it's probably a different Simeon at different points um, in the story. All we know about these two is that they are both incredibly righteous people. They love God, they know scripture, they've devoted their lives in various ways to living for God and serving Him. And then they're there in the temple when Jesus is brought in at six weeks old, tiny baby in his mother's arms so that Mary and Joseph can make the sacrifice. And there are two things from this passage that are of particular interest about Simeon. Firstly, we know that the spirit is on him. Now, just think about where we are in the story. This is long before Pentecost. This is long before the spirit becomes available to all of us at all times. At this point in history, the spirit did come on people and God did speak through people, but it was a, a one-off. It was a moment in time where the spirit was with people. But it sounds like Simeon just lives with the spirit. He has the spirit with him. He's an incredible example of God's presence. And the other thing we know about him is that he has had a promise from God that he will see God's salvation plan before he dies. This man is living in the faith that he is going to see the coming Messiah. He's going to see God's salvation and then he can die. And when he picks up baby Jesus, he recognises who he is. Like I said, I very much doubt that Mary and Joseph are introducing their baby as this is Jesus. He's going to be the saviour. He's, he's the salvation. He's the plan. But Simon holds him and recognises him. In fact, what he says is, I can die now. He is so confident that this is the fulfillment of God's promise that his first words are, Lord, I can die now. I can die happy. He knows that this is the plan. And he goes on, he declares that uh, Jesus is God's salvation. He, he declares that Jesus is the plan, that he's the Messiah, that he's come. Also, he says that the salvation is for the Jews and the Gentiles. Now, this isn't what people were expecting of the Messiah, of the person who was coming to bring freedom. The, the Jewish people thought that the Messiah was coming for them, to set them free, to bring them restoration, to overthrow the Romans, uh, to, you know, as we've seen throughout the Old Testament, bring them into freedom. And Simon here says, no, no, this is a light for the Jews and the Gentiles. The salvation that's coming is for everyone. And then after that incredibly exciting news, he very much changes tone and he speaks to Mary 
and says that this child is is going to bring form and rise of many and he's going to be opposed and that Mary is going to experience her soul being pierced by a sword. Now clearly slightly metaphorical language but what he's saying is this child's life, this salvation that's coming is gonna be full of suffering. The Jewish people were expecting a hero, a king, a political leader, someone powerful and strong and rich and fabulous who was gonna just come and, you know, bring freedom and it would be victorious and glorious and wonderful. But Simeon's message is, yeah, he's bringing salvation, but it's not, it's, it's going to look messy. It's going to have suffering. Mary, his mother, is going to suffer. As we know, we, we know the end of the story. It's probably referring to the crucifixion, where Mary is going to have to watch her son die. She's going to have to watch the one that she has loved and raised be killed by people who hate him. So Simeon's message is not one that you would normally give new parents. You don't usually meet new parents and say, hey, great, your kid's going to do some great things. Gonna hurt, though. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be pain. It's a, it's a strange thing for Simeon to do. And what's even stranger is that then Anna appears and gives thanks for what Simeon has just said. She also is an incredibly righteous person. It says she's a prophetess. Um, we have got examples of prophetesses in the Old Testament, but very few. She is known to be at the temple day and night. Probably doesn't mean she lived there, but definitely means she was the kind of woman who never missed a service. She was always there. She knew her scripture. She knew God. She knew what was going on. And she hears this. She hears this prophecy that the Messiah is here. This baby is going to be the salvation. And it's going to be full of suffering. And she gives thanks. She doesn't try to correct Simeon. She doesn't think oh, well, I'll take the positive bit and then just ignore the rest. She gives thanks and then immediately goes out and starts telling other believers. What I love about this is neither Simeon or Anna thought, maybe we'll wait 33-ish years and see what happens. Maybe we'll just keep our eye on this kid. Seems like he might be interesting, could be going places. Let's keep an eye, see what happens. And then if it looks like, yeah, he's the saviour, then we'll tell people that we knew that since he was a child. They immediately act on it. Simeon is willing to die pretty much on the spot. We don't know how long he lives after this. But in that moment, he's like, yeah, this is it. I've seen the salvation plan. He's not even seen it to fruition yet. He's just seen the child who will be the salvation. And Anna immediately goes out to evangelise and tell people about who Jesus is when Jesus is still a baby. What's really interesting about this is if we then compare it to the religious people that Jesus meets as an adult, when he is performing miracles, he is teaching, he is speaking scripture and truth. They can talk to him and ask him questions and learn from him. And those righteous people, the ones who know their scripture, who are waiting for a Messiah, who believe in God, fear him and they hate him and they try and trick him and they don't trust him. And ultimately, they kill him. 
these people who were waiting for their Messiah when greeted with the Messiah, the salvation, the one who was going to change everything, just didn't see it. They were so scared. And we could talk for hours and hours about all the different stories through the Gospels. But essentially, they didn't recognise who Jesus was. These religious people, religious men and women, just didn't see. But we know, we know that even Jesus died on the cross. And to people who believed he was the Messiah, he died not overthrowing Rome. He hadn't brought freedom for the people. He hadn't brought peace. He hadn't taken the people of Israel off to some new kingdom or brought them political freedom or any of the things that they expected of their Messiah, any of the things that they had seen in the stories of old. There must have been people who thought Jesus was the Messiah and saw him die on the cross and thought, well, what now? We believed you were the one. Simeon and Anna saw it when you were six weeks old. But we know that Jesus dying on the cross was the plan. That was the salvation plan. Because then we get the resurrection and we don't just see um, the people of Israel set free from the Romans. We don't just see that oppression dealt with. We see all people being set free from sin and from death. Jesus lived and suffered and died to pay the cost that we all should pay for our sin. He wasn't the Messiah that the Jewish people were expecting. He didn't come charging in as some heroic figure. He lived a painful life. He suffered. He suffered a really, really rubbish death. He would have been in so much pain. And he did that for us to experience true freedom, like Simeon prophesied, a light for all people, for Gentiles and for Jews, the um, restoration of Israel. And I think what what we can see in this is that when we see baby Jesus, when over Christmas we are greeted with um, countless versions of a baby in a manger, maybe your favourite Christmas songs, <laughs> talk about the baby Jesus. We have a choice. We can either choose to be like Simeon and Anna and recognise that that baby is the salvation plan. That six-week-old child who would have looked and sounded and acted like every other six-week-old baby in the temp- temple, they saw God's plan. They had such faith in it that it changed their lives in that moment. And I think as we as we remember at Christmas this story, it's worth remembering that Christmas is only worth celebrating because we have Easter. Because Jesus was born so that he could live, so that he could die and be resurrected and set us free so that he could bring salvation I really want to encourage us as a church this morning that the reason we celebrate Christmas and we sing of a baby in a manger and we have nativity displays or whatever in our house if you decorate I don't really decorate for Christmas so I don't have one Um, 
But as we do these, as we look on this tiny baby, we see the salvation plan. We see what Simeon saw. And we can do what Anna did. We can give thanks and we can go and spread the word. We can tell people that this Jesus is the answer. He is the one who is bringing restoration and salvation to our world. He's the one who's going to change everything, not just for one group of people at one point in history, but for all of us for all time. I just want to um, pray for us as a church. We're going to uh, sing, I think, in a second, but I just want to um, pray for us all. Uh, Lord, thank you for Christmas. <laughs> thank you that you sent your son to be a tiny baby to be born into a world so that he could bring salvation, so that he could set us all free. Lord, I thank you that your salvation plan isn't uh, tied in history to one group of people. I thank you that you um, have brought salvation for all of us, that we can be here this morning because you have set us free. We are free from sin. We are free from the pain of death we have eternity with you and the reason for that is because of what we celebrate at Christmas Lord I pray this Christmas period <clears throat> whatever we're doing even if things don't look how they normally would we can remember that that baby in a manger that baby in his mother's arms is the one who has changed history and has changed our lives Amen.